Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Podcast. My name is Tobias Dahlberg. I am the founder of the Future Academy and also the strategic brand consultancy Wonder Inc. And this episode is sponsored by the Future Academy. Wait a minute. You're thinking, isn't that your company, your brand? Yes, it is. I just want to let you know that uh, I'm launching my second coaching program uh, as we speak. And uh, that is a program called Brand Breakthrough. Let me just quickly tell you what it's all about. It's a 30-day online coaching program, which means that I am making myself available working one-on-one or one-to-one. I'm working one-on-one with entrepreneurs and companies who want to take a giant leap forward with their brand and their business. In other words, to create a breakthrough. And so I created this program as a result of... uh, consulting over 100 clients over the course of 12 years and seeing, you know, the numerous different problems these companies were dealing with. But what I came to realize was that a lot of these problems were actually symptoms of something that was going on. And while there were so many different symptoms, I also realized that there are typically just a handful of root causes, you know, behind all these symptoms. The symptoms would be things like not getting enough attention, having to fight with price only or not getting distribution, having poor profitability, we culture, and on and on and on. And that was a great insight for me because what that really essentially means is that you don't have to fix all those symptoms. You don't have to run around spending your time and your energy and your money trying to fix all these effects where actually you have to identify the right cause, the root cause, and by fixing that cause, that one thing that is holding you back, you can very often, you know, take care of more than 80% of those symptoms because they're all, you know, they trace back to that, to that one or two or three things that are just, you know, that are not working. And so also came to realize that these, these root causes, typically, you know, I said there were about a handful of them. So I developed a framework, which I call the six areas of brand mastery. And, uh, all the problems, I'd say 99% of all the problems that I've encountered over 12 years, all typically fall into one of those categories. So I created a tool which will help people and companies assess you know, where their problem is and how to solve it. And so Brand Breakthrough is a 30-day program where you first identify what your problem is. You first look at those symptoms, then you work to identify the root cause, then you use design thinking tools and methods to supercharge your creativity and come up with, you know, breakthrough ideas. And then you test these ideas, you prototype them, and finally you create this massive action plan and use that leverage and that momentum to take immediate action toward, you know, resolving the situation. And that way you can create that breakthrough. So it's quite a simple formula, but, you know, I've seen it work so many times but I'm really excited about it, as you can, you might hear. Anyway, so that's my, my little uh, sponsored message. If this is something that sounds interesting to you, just go to thefutureacademy.com and sign up for a free consultation, a free coaching call. We're going to do it over Skype or Zoom or whatever platform you want. And then we can assess and see whether this is something for you. So now it's time to go into the actual episode. And uh, funnily, this links very much to today's topic, which is about a concept I call the power base. 
And it has to do with one of these root causes I was talking about. Now, let me explain. So now I'm going to say something that I think is really important for you. And that's the following statement. The best measure of a healthy, profitable brand and business lies in the quality of the relationship it has with its best customers. In other words, in the strength, in the length, and the depth of the relationships. Now let's pause there for a second. So what this means is that the value of your brand and your business is directly linked to the best customers that you have and the best customer relationships. So what that also means is that not all customers are equally important. Not all customers are right. And not all customers are right for you. So you need to find the customers that are right for you and for whom you are right for. So as a rule of thumb, I would say you need to focus on a maximum of 20% of your existing customer base. Yes, I know that sounds scary, but play along with me for now. You know, it's probably impossible for you to provide outstanding, you know, I'm talking extraordinary value to all of your customers. It's probably, you know, it's probably impossible, not because you are not good, not because you're not great, but because the customers that you attract, they come from many walks of life, let's say from many different segments, they have many different needs. There are very few companies and businesses that have a very specific and focused customer portfolio or group of customers. So what most companies and entrepreneurs tend to do, myself included, is that once we get more clients, uh, we, st we start serving them like crazy. You know, we want to we wanna create great value for them so we don't really you know, look at maybe who they are and what they're asking for. We're just running around trying to serve them. And this is particularly true if you're in the consulting business or you have a direct relationship with customers where you just think like, okay, we're just going to make the customers happy and that way we're going to grow and they're going to you know, say nice things about us. But the problem with that is you cannot please everyone. And again, it's not because you're not good or great. It's just because the customers are different. They have different needs. They have different identities. You know, so when we try to please everyone, we are just deluding ourselves. We're deluding our market position. And we can't win with all these different customer segments that we are now involved with. And I cannot emphasize how often I see this happen. There's someone who's doing decently, you know, doing well or decently, and uh, but they're so busy and you can just see that they're in this spiral where they are just trying to run around and serve everyone and it's a chaos and nothing great will come out of that. What happens is some of those customers are just going to, you know, consume a disproportionate amount of your energy and at some point... You know, the risk is that they're going to just squeeze all your profitability. You're going to lose focus and you're just going to become mediocre. And if you've listened to anything I've said in any of my podcasts, you know how I feel about being mediocre. It's the worst place in the business. Because when you're mediocre, people don't know you exist typically. They don't care about you. So you don't want to be mediocre. And this is one of the main reasons why so many entrepreneurs are actually suffering in silence. Yes. You know, most entrepreneurs want to be 
superstars. They don't want to confess to even their family members that in fact they're suffering. They feel like they're a slave to their customers and they're a slave to their business. Because when you have poor profitability, poor cash flow, bad customers or many, you know, too many bad customers, you end up becoming a slave to your business. And that is not a lot of fun. I have sure been there myself. And so what is the solution? What is the solution for this? There is a great solution. It just takes a bit of guts and uh, it, can, it can completely transform your business. And, and you know, most important, if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, it will bring back the joy and the fun. It will help you go back to why you started that business in the first place. Now, let me explain. If you've ever flown on an airplane, which I'm sure you have, you know that the way that the airplane industry have typically categorized their offerings, they've been you know, categorizing their customers into three groups, or their offerings into three groups, I should say. We have economy class or coach, and we have business class, and we have first class. Now, I know there's you know, some airlines have been mixing this up and, and so forth, but that, those are the three general categories. So when you think about, if we start with the first class, so first class customers, there, there are not that many first class customers, you know, in comparison, but they bring in the most money. The tickets are ridiculously expensive compared to, to the economy class tickets. And so they get the best treatment, you know, they get the best service. They are the true VIPs on the flight. Now, business class passengers don't pay as much, but they pay a clear, significant premium compared to the economy class passengers, which means they bring in a really sizable, you know, good, profitable cash flow and revenue. And so they get good service, lots of benefits. They are VIPs, not as, you know, in the same way as the first class passengers, but VIPs nonetheless. Many business class customers are probably good customers as well because they're really, you know, frequent flyers. You know, they, they don't probably have so many different demands because they're used to flying and they're just there to get the job done because they're, you know, professionals doing their job. Then you have economy class. And economy class typically represents people from all walks of life. You know, you have the, you know, the elderly, you have the family with the kids, you know, you have uh, just regular people, you have all kinds of people there. And now, if we take this analogy back to your business, and then you think about having these economy class passengers who don't pay, you know, a good margin, they, they are just barely profitable, let's say. I'm not saying that economy class cannot be good for your airline business, but I'm just using this as an analogy. Assuming that, you know, economy class passengers don't pay, you know, such a big premium, but just like barely keeping, keeping the business alive, but it gives you a lot of volume. But with that volume comes, you know, loss of focus. You have to serve all these people. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're inside, you know, that can, that airline, that airplane. I mean, so it's a bit easier. But imagine this for your business. When you have all these different, you know, customers coming in, they're asking for all these benefits, you know, they're, they're, they want you to tailor your offering, your product, your service f just for them, but there's not a lot of good money in it. So what I'm saying is you should ditch the economy class passengers. You know, let's say that they represent up to 80% of your business. They're not that profitable. They're not that great to work with. In fact, some of them are kind of dicks. 
and you don't like working with them. You know, even when they call you, you cringe. You don't want to answer if you're, if you're in a business where you have a direct relationship. But, you know, what I'm saying is that if you were to focus on the few, let's say 20% of your customers or even less, and if you could create exceptional, outstanding, massive value for these people, what do you think the result would be? You know, I mean, what do you think that would do for your business? What do you think that would do for your staff? Would they respect you more? Would they be happier at the workplace? Would, you, would it be easier for you to retain a workforce, to create a culture? What if you served a very focused group of customers that you understood better than anyone else? If you really, really could empathize with them and really understand and spend all your energy, your focus, your attention on understanding that group of people that are actually great customers for you. And I would call those the first-class customers and, and probably also the business class. You would keep those two classes, and they should represent about 20% of your customer base. And what if you fed them with the greatest value and the experience that you could possibly do, and that would lead you to becoming their only choice, their top choice, someone they would not want to leave for any other you know, supplier, for any other brand, for any other company. That would be your place. That would be the fastest way for you to build you know, a strong, unique, highly profitable brand and business. And there's so much proof to this, but there's so few people that have the guts to do this. Because we all know how that feels. If you just, you know, print out your CRM or, or your customer base or, or if you're in the, the B2C, you know, business, maybe you, you don't have a, you know, a customer list. But just the idea of slashing, of, you know, getting rid of firing all those customers is just grueling. It's a horrible idea. But once you do it, you get over it and life will never be the same. It's also going to result in maybe getting rid of some people that actually are not right for that core ideal customer group. And now we get to the power base, which I was mentioning earlier. So the power base is just a term that I came up with to describe these, you know, the 20%. I was talking about the first class customers, the business class customers, and together they make up this group of customers that want to root for you, that really like you or love you. They're not only rooting for you, they are actually promoting you. Like they become your best sales and marketing people. They want you to do well. They want to recommend you. They think you're the shit. They buy everything you put out there. You know, uh, you know if I think about myself, these are like, uh, for example, authors that I would buy not only their print book, I would buy their online course, I would buy their digital book, I would buy their you know, audible version. I just love the content so much, I'm just going to go all in, I'm going to follow that person, I'm going to recommend when people ask me what book they should read, I'm the first one to tell them, you have to read this book, you have to follow that person. So I'm sending that author some business. And this applies to, to every product category, service category, all brands and companies, basically. So having a power base is the most valuable thing that you can have. And I'm going to have to come back to where I started, where I said, the best measure of a healthy, profitable brand and business lies in the quality of the relationships 
with its best customers. In other words, in the strength, in the length, and the depth of these relationships. That is the worth of your company. The worth of your company is not in the assets that you have. It's in the customer relationship. It's in the future customer streams. So now the question is, do you have a power base? A lot of businesses don't have a power base. You know, they just have customers. And they've never really taken a look at these customers. And they've never really set any criteria for what it means to be a great customer. But that's what I suggest that you do. So again, like, not all of your customers are equally important. You're not supposed to serve everyone, you know, by, by choosing to serve only people that you want to work with, you know, for many different reasons. And these criteria, by the way, are not only financial. They could also be a lot of other criteria that you set. It is the best way I know to reclaim your freedom, to reclaim, you know, the profitability your life, basically, when you weed out the bad customers, you nurture and grow from the very core. And that's what I call the power base. So the question is, do you have a power base? And if you don't have one, I suggest you start nurturing and growing one immediately. Because, you know, not having a power base, not having those customers that really care, that root for you, and that rave about you, uh, is actually quite da dangerous. It's actually quite dangerous not to have a power base. And what that could lead to is that when something better comes along, customers are flocking, you know, to something else. And that is a very dangerous place to be. When you're a brand or you're just a product or service commodity that people don't care about, that's not a good place to be. I'm going to leave you with a simple tool for doing this. And, uh, and if you want to find out more, you can always sign up for my Brand Transformation Masterclass, where I teach this more in detail. <laughs> okay, sorry, that was an, a little bit of advertisement again. Okay, so here's how it works. You know, use this analogy of the first class, the business class, and the economy. And then you set criteria, you know, and ask yourself, what are the criteria for a first class customer for us? And then, you know, don't make it complicated. Come up with maybe three to five different things. And for sure, one thing is going to be purely financial. So that could be things like, you know, they pay a premium or they pay on time. They don't ask for long payment terms or they buy, you know, in large volumes, quantities, whatever it is. And uh, so one, you know, simple way is just to, to look at who's currently buying, you know, the most. But don't only make it about the, the history. Also think about potential. And uh, so those are the financial criteria. But also, especially if you're in a, in a business where you have direct relationships with people like, like I do, for example, in consulting or coaching or your law firm or, you know, expert business or, or B2B, you know, you might also want to think about what is it that you really genuinely like about the business you're doing? Are you here to serve also the, the people you don't really like for some reason not saying that they're not good people, but let's say if they don't really value the same things. So for example, you might want to choose to work with people that share the same values, the same beliefs, that are just nice to work with. And that's just going to, you know, power your people and your culture. And so you can set whatever criteria for yourself, but just make sure you set them. And then you judge your customer list based on those criteria. 
And also think, you know, think ahead. Don't just look backwards. Just think about, you know, what is it that we want to become and what is, you know, what, what do we want our brand to become? Because your customers are a reflection of who you are. And those are actually the people that will make your brand because they're the ones who are talking about you. They're the ones, you know, driving that car and people are going to look at, you know, who's driving that car and, you know, do I want to be, you know, part of that tribe or that culture and so forth. You, you get the point. By the way, so you set the criteria for the first class customers and you set the criteria for the business class. And then you, thirdly, you know, you come to the economy class. And, and for me, in this example, that means people you don't want to be working with. And then you just ask yourself, what are the criteria for customers that we want to work with and what are the criteria for customers we don't want to work with anymore. Once you've done this, you begin the sometimes quite painful but also very liberating process of getting rid of the customers that you don't want to serve. Or you just stop serving them or you tell them in a nice, gentle way why you're not the best fit for them anymore. Or you lay out the criteria and say, you know, from now on, we're just going to accept customers that meet these and these criteria. You know, funny thing happens that some customers will, will uh, change as a result and say, e even the ones that you think are quite nasty and not so nice to work with, they might just for some reason, you know, feel that integrity and that self-respect that you're now showing. And they're just going to rush up their game and, and come back and say, oh, Okay, well, okay, we want to be a customer. And then you might, and then you might just uh, accept them. So that can happen too. But anyways, so after you've done this, then the obvious thing is to focus all your energy, your creativity, your discipline, your motivation on understanding everything you can about those people and what they want. So this is not a game only of who they are in terms of where they live and how much they earn, all these things. This is a game of understanding what they want, how they want it, you know, the experience they want to have, why they want what they want, and, you know, make sure that you know the most. And then you use that understanding to make sure you create something so relevant, so satisfying, so great that you just become the only choice for them. And that is the holy grail of business. So there you have it. Very simple. And uh, I found this power base concept to be one of the most important concepts and ideas that I've discovered in business. And I wish more companies would take this to heart and ask themselves, who is our ideal customer? Who is it that we want to serve and how can we create a power base, a group of customers that are, feel so empowered that they want to be rooting for us, they want to be raving about us, they want to become our best marketing and salespeople, they want to be the happiest people that we can serve, and that's going to give us, in other words, you, so much fulfillment, it's going to power your culture, it's going to boost your profitability and your growth. So... If you want to find out more, you know, just hit me up on social media channels or email me at Tobias at wonderagency.com or at Tobias at thefutureacademy.com. And I'm happy to answer your questions, uh, try and always to, you know, support you. And uh, also, if you're interested in, you know, going deeper with this, I have this new coaching program coming up where you can work on your power base. To, to discover and create that breakthrough for you. Or I also have the other course called the Brand Transformation Masterclass where I explain all this in detail 
together with around 100 different other videos and uh, workbooks that I have in that massive programs, I might add. But anyways, great talking to you and uh, all the best to you. And I'll look forward to speaking to you again next time. Take care.